0: Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns and Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snow Deal double G. Hi, this is Don Salad. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyoncé. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo! Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey, everybody, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat. I'm excited. I'm getting close to my 200th episode that will air tomorrow. I am at episode 199, and that is a big milestone when you're doing a podcast. I've been doing this podcast since January of 2020. Had some ups and downs, but I stayed the course, and we've got a great show for you. I know it's been a slow sports day yesterday. The Braves were off, and they're off today too. But we do have some sports to talk about. I'm going to get into fantasy football. I'm going to talk about how great pennant chases are in the month of September. And we had another cancellation in high school football. But let's get the show started with the pennant race out west. You got the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers going at it. The Giants are currently two and a half up on The heavy favored Dodgers with the best payroll in baseball. And the Giants defeated the Mets 3-2 thanks to a two-run double by Brandon Crawford in the seventh inning. And Jake McGee picks up the save. They will take on the Mets one more time before they take on the Braves for a three-game series. The Los Angeles Dodgers, in a slugfest in an extra-innings marathon, defeated the San Diego Padres 5-3 to three in 16 innings. This is how hot the Dodgers are. And the Dodgers have won 18 of the last 20. This weekend could determine who will lead that division as the Giants will take on the Braves for a three-game series and the Dodgers will take on the Rockies for a three-game series all eyes are going to be on these two series as we get into the month of September and it should be a fun ride for these two historic rivals the Dodgers are just doing it with payroll they have the highest payroll in baseball Surprisingly, they have a lot of injuries with Mookie Betts out of the lineup. You've had Clayton Kershaw out of the lineup. And, of course, Trevor Bauer has been out of the lineup taking a leave of absence because of his allegations. But the Dodgers have had some bats that have slumped. Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager have been banged up. And Max Muncy has not really had the batting average this year. The Dodgers just have solid pitching, and that makes them the favorites to win the World Series this year. They are clearly the odds-on favorites to win the World Series this year. But there's something special about the San Francisco Giants. And I'm not trying to be biased because I'm a Giants fan. The Giants have... This special group of talented players And it will be put to the test This weekend Game 1 on Friday against the Atlanta Braves We'll see Max Fried go to the mound For the Braves And Kevin Gosman will pitch for the Giants. Game two will be on Saturday, and the pitching matchup is Drew Smiley for the Braves and Logan Webb for the Giants. The rubber match on Sunday, which will be at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the Giants have yet to name a starter, and Ian Anderson makes his debut after a rehab stint at Gwinnett, and Ian Anderson is back in the pitching lineup for the Braves. That could give them a big push, and I also think that the September call-ups May help the Braves because the Braves have some young talent down in AAA like Christian Pache that could give the Braves a spark off the bench as they are five games ahead of the Phillies in the NL East due to the Phillies losing to the Tampa Bay Rays 7-4. to Well, the dates have been set for the MLB postseason. The wild card games will take place October 5th and 6th, and it will be exciting to see your favorite baseball team in the postseason. And finally, we get a postseason where it won't be played in the bubble or without fans in the ballparks. Remember last year when we got to the NLCS and ALCS and World Series, it was played at different locations and it was pretty much a bubble. It's time for a part of that show where I talk about fantasy football. I do play fantasy football every year. Sometimes I play with friends. Sometimes I just play in a league because I'm bored. I did win my league in 2019. Last year was just a crazy year because of COVID and there was no preseason we really didn't get an idea of how great these players are but here is the latest fantasy rankings I have and there's no question that the number one player in this fantasy draft board is Christian McCaffrey the running back out of Carolina the big key is that he gives you a lot of fantasy points because he scores rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Anytime you can have a versatile running back that can catch the ball and run, and he's your primary offensive juggernaut, that is a great pickup in fantasy football. And whoever has the first pick in drafts should be able to get Christian McCaffrey. Number two is Dalvin Cook. Now, one year I did have Dalvin Cook as a running back. That was the year that he wasn't injured. A bit. That's a big question mark with Dalvin Cook, is he can be injured sometimes but with Minnesota relying heavily on Dalvin Cook they do have receivers Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins is going to throw to them but sometimes Minnesota will win games without passing the ball there was a game where Kirk Cousins only had nine completions and they still won the game because they relied on Dalvin Cook now the next pick he is a very good fantasy running back but he was injured last year now he comes back fresh off that ACL tear and he is in the rehab and I think that Saquon Barkley is going to have a good bounce back fantasy year as the Giants are trying to prove something they're trying to get back to their winning ways they're in a weaker division and if Saquon Barkley has a great season I think that he will do very well in fantasy next is Alvin Kamara how is Alvin Kamara gonna fare without Drew Brees Drew Brees provides so much leadership for the Saints but New Orleans does have other running backs like Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman Alvin Kamara is durable and he can catch it out of the backfield he'll give you a lot of fantasy points Derek Henry is the next running back so the First five picks in this fantasy rankings are running backs. And you usually take a running back when you're playing fantasy football. I'm the fan, I'm a believer of picking up a running back by waiver wire. I always go to the running back by committee. I'd always take a 49ers running back, the one that I think is going to do well. That's just the way I play fantasy football. I usually will take a quarterback or a wide receiver with my first pick. I know I'm crazy, but that's just the way I play. But you got Travis Kelsey, the first non-running back on this board as the tight end. He is the best tight end in football. But is he going to be the primary weapon for Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes already has Tyreek Hill, and he has Nico Hardman. I'm wondering if that is a little too high for a tight end. I've had George Kittle in, in my fantasy team, but we'll see how that goes. Ezekiel Elliott he's always a good fantasy running back and the big question mark is Dak Prescott in that offensive line. Jonathan Taylor, he jumps up in the fantasy rankings after having a great year last year. He's at number 8. Austin Eckler for the Los Angeles Chargers, a very reliable running back. Devontae Adams, he is the first wide receiver off the board at number 10. He will be Aaron Rodgers' primary weapon, and if you're just one of those people in fantasy football that likes taking a wide receiver – There you go. Devontae Adams is right there as the best wide receiver. Aaron Jones, running back for Green Bay at 11. Nick Chubb, he's he's ranked a little bit low on this board. If I had an opportunity, I would grab him. If you're playing in a league with 16 teams, then he'll probably be gone in the first round. But if you're playing in a league with eight teams and you're doing a snake draft, that would be a steal in the second round. I think that Nick Chubb is a lot higher he should be ranked a lot higher than 12 Tyreek Hill at number 13 Antonio Gibson the running back out of the Washington football team and the first rookie in fantasy football Najee Harris the running back out of Pittsburgh Stephon Diggs at number 16 the wide receiver from Buffalo DeAndre Hopkins the wide receiver from Arizona Calvin Ridley Atlanta wide receiver. He's going to have a lot of catches and have a big year this year for Atlanta with Julio Jones departed to Tennessee. DK Metcalf is going to have a big year for Seattle because Russell Wilson likes to use him as his favorite target. Now, the next receiver on this list from Tennessee, AJ Brown. I'm wondering if he and Julio Jones are going to try to battle out for most catches. I'm not sure which wide receiver will get the most catches this year, but Julio Jones will probably steal some targets away from A.J. Brown. Justin Jefferson had a massive year as a rookie last year, was one of the favorites, finished second in the Offensive Rookie of the Year behind Justin Herbert for Minnesota. Joe Mixon, the running back from Cincinnati, at number 22, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, at number 23 for Kansas City. The second tight end off this board, Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders at 24. Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver out of the Washington football team. Keenan Allen, the wide receiver out of the Los Angeles Chargers. And then Allen Robinson, the wide receiver out of Chicago. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Dallas. And then George Kittle, the third tight end on the board. And I'm only going to do the first 30 picks here in fantasy football. Those are your pretty much your first and second round picks. James Robinson, the wide James Robinson, the running back out of Jacksonville, the first player that's been selected out of Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's going to have a very tough year. They don't have a lot of talent, so that could be a sleeper pick. As Trevor Lawrence gives him the ball often. I love fantasy football. I cannot wait. I'm going to have my draft next week, and I'm just going to play in a league that's a public league. Uh, don't really have enough people to actually get a fantasy league going. I mean, it would be nice, but we have a lot of stuff going on, a pandemic. It's going to be a very weird football season. So as I approached my 200th episode, I started looking back in the archives and seeing where my peaks and valleys were in this show. And by far, I get the most listeners during football season because I can actually have a show where I go through all the angles. NFL, college football, and now high school football. In the past, I didn't really talk that much about high school football, but that is a big deal here in the Chattahoochee Valley. And now that I'm the PA announcer for Russell County High Football there in Seal, Alabama, that I pretty much have my hand in the cookie jar when it comes to high school football. We all know that the game of the week is going to be Opelika and Auburn. Auburn, a 7A team. They are ranked fourth in the state of Alabama for 7A. Opelika, ranked fifth in the state of Alabama for 6A. Opelika coming off of a heartbreaking defeat against Callaway over in Hogansville, Georgia. And they lost that game 30. 30- to 21. Auburn had no problem with Park Crossing defeating them 45 to nothing. Park Crossing is going to be the team that plays Russell County High next. That will be their home opener on September the 3rd because the Russell County-Barber County game has been canceled. Barber County forfeited because they could not field a team. Barber County is a 2A program in Clayton, Alabama, just a little bit south of Seal. This is just a matchup that Russell County looks forward to every year. And now, Barber County forfeits. And Russell County is 2-0 for the first time since 1998. And they will take on Park Crossing from Montgomery, Alabama. And they're going to have a great season. I I cannot wait for that game. And I know that in the Valley, there's a big deal with Central. Central is taking on Ufala. Central had a very impressive game against peach county the team out of fort valley in georgia so my high school show is going to be tomorrow i'm trying to network as best as i can getting some of the media members in the columbus market to try to get on board and what i would like to do is create a separate podcast where we interview coaches, players, members of the media, and that is my goal. That's what I like to do. But tomorrow, I'm just going to include it in my regular show. So it should be fun. And I also update the scores like on max preps when I call the games. So I will. Make sure that I do that as well. All right, one thing I noticed about the upcoming 2021 NFL season, which NFL head coach is on the hot seat? I had a list of them, and I thought to myself that there's no question that coaches like Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat, especially if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. Bears head coach Matt Nagy is also on the hot seat. If the whole Justin Fields experiment does not work, that could be problematic for Coach Nagy. But some of the other head coaches on the hot seat, what about Cliff Kingsbury for Arizona? I know they're in a tough division, but if he doesn't show promise and there is a chance – that the NFC West could get all three card teams I actually think the Arizona Cardinals have to make the playoffs or at least get close to make the playoffs in order for Cliff Kingsbury to keep his job I still think he will get one more year and then there's Vic Fangio who named Teddy Bridgewater the starter as the quarterback Denver's got a very talented defense with Vaughn Miller Bradley Chubb but Denver is got to get over the hump and I think that Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert is going to run away with this division and you can you always you can't always count out John Gruden in that division as well. John Gruden is not on the hot seat. He ha, he signed a 10-year contract and the Raiders are a flashy team and they've shown promise. They have one of the best tight ends in football, Darren Waller. They have a very talented running back Josh Jacobs and they have Henry Ruggs who is a very good route runner that should be able to bounce back in his sophomore year. You remember he got injured last year. So Derek Carr does have weapons to throw to, and the Raiders have a talented offensive line. It's just that they just can't figure out the defense. Another coach that is on the hot seat for this year is Houston Texans head coach David Coley. I get it. It's his first year, and head coach Bill O'Brien was fired last year, but it's going to be a short lease for Coach Coley, especially if this Deshaun Watson thing doesn't turn out the way Houston wants. Houston... Could possibly be the worst team in all of football. And if Houston goes to a 1-16 record or 2-15, I think that Coach Coley could be out of a job. But there's not a whole lot of coaches that are on the hot seat when you think about it. This is going to be a very exciting NFL season. And I can't wait. Those week one matches look really good. I'm going to go over them. Starting with the Thursday night game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by 7.5 points. The Atlanta Falcons will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Head coach David Sirianni has yet to name the starter, but most likely it will be Jalen Hurts. And looking at the starting quarterback jobs, head coach Urban Meyer for the Jacksonville Jaguars just named Trevor Lawrence the starter. He beat out Garner Minshew and C.J. Bethard. And the Jaguars will travel to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. And if Deshaun Watson does not play in that game, I think that Trevor Lawrence could pick up the victory and get Urban Meyer his first win as an NFL head coach. The Jaguars have an easy schedule to start off with the Texans and the Broncos and then the Cardinals. Those are easy wins. And then the Bengals. This may sound crazy. They could jump out to a 4-0 start. But then the schedule gets tougher having to travel up to Seattle and then taking on the Bills then they take on the Colts by that time Carson Wentz could be back and he could be healthy and then they take on the 49ers and then the Falcons which will be a team that will be improved I think the Jaguars will improve this year under Trevor Lawrence but it's still going to be a rebuilding year and I see them maybe getting five or six games but there's a possibility that they could go 4-0 to start the season and then the hype would just be real and Urban Meyer is going to be named coach of the year and Trevor Lawrence is going to be offensive rookie of the year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because we still have a lot of rookie quarterbacks that could show some promise. Head coach Kyle Shanahan for the San Francisco 49ers has yet to name a starter. He is mum on who is going to be the starter for week 1 against the Detroit Lions. It could be either Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. He gives the 49ers the most stability. In that offense. Remember, this is the team that reached the Super Bowl in 2019. Pretty much the same team is back with a healthy Nick Bosa. Then they added more weapons. Fred Warner, a very outstanding middle linebacker, he was ranked 21st in the NFL's top 100 players that show that's on the NFL network and Jaquiski Tart returns from injury. And so they have a very underrated secondary with Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley at the corners and Jaquisky Tart and Jimmy Ward is your safeties. And of course, Kwan Williams is a great nickel corner. The San Francisco 49ers, they are in a tough division and I was looking at their schedule. They have a pretty easy schedule and I think that they could make the playoffs, but The expectations for them to reach the Super Bowl might be tough, especially when you have teams like the Rams and the Seahawks improving. And, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once again are the odds-on favorites to return to the Super Bowl to represent the NFC because they're bringing back everybody in their arsenal. When I was thinking about who could possibly be the team of this next decade in the 2020s, the first team that came to mind was the Kansas City Chiefs. And why not? The Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2020, and then they returned to the Super Bowl this year, and they have a chance to come to go back to the Super Bowl for a third straight time. The AFC is loaded with talent with Josh Allen at the quarterback in Buffalo. What does that tell you about the stability? Andy Reid, he's got that offense locked in, and they still have offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Anytime you have stability where the offensive coordinator just stays, he was not getting NFL head coaching jobs, but now he is staying, and they have the weapons on offense and defense. Their defense is very underrated with Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Teron Matthew. They've got a great defense. I think the Chiefs could go back to the Super Bowl. When I was doing my NFL picks show, like every day I was picking a division, and it was a non biased pick, but I was picking the 49ers to represent the NFC and to take on the Kansas City Chiefs once again in the Super Bowl because I felt these two teams were the two most talented teams. The 49ers don't necessarily have a top 10 quarterback. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is in the second tier of quarterbacks, but they have enough talent to reach the Super Bowl. They would just have to get by Tom Brady, and I think Tom Brady is not slowing down. He's 44 years old, and he's still doing it at a high level. Before I close this show, I just get excited about movies. This pandemic changed a lot for us because we weren't going to movies anymore. And now we had big blockbuster movies that came out like Godzilla vs. Kong and Space Jam and The Suicide Squad. And that's fine. I'd go see those at the movies, but I have an HBO Max subscription. They just released two trailers, and I can't wait for these two movies. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's going to be out during Christmas. I'm getting excited about this because I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have a couple of movies that's coming out. Shane, She, and The Legend of the Ten Rings is going to come out on September the 3rd. And then The Eternals is coming out in November. Plus, I'm a big fan of the Disney Plus series like The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. And we also have Hawkeye. And then Marvel's What If is going on right now. That's actually kind of fun. I, I like that show but it's not really tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's animated but this Spider-Man movie looks incredible as it will include Doctor Strange and they're bringing back the old villains from the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire as we saw Doc Ock and the Green Goblin and that is going to be crazy and the big question is will Tobey Maguire and Jesse Garfield reprise their roles as Peter Parker as I'm hoping this movie is like the cartoon enter the spider-verse that would be amazing and then the other movie that I saw the trailer for was the Batman now I don't know if that is going to be tied into the DC cinematic universe if you know who Robert Pattinson is of course I know who Robert Pattinson is because 10 years ago we went to go see the Twilight movies so I know who Robert Pattinson is team Edward team Jacob yeah Robert Pattinson has scheduled to play Batman, which makes me wonder, is this even going to be part of the DC Cinematic Universe? What happened to Ben Affleck as he just got cast away as he's no longer Batman? Robert Pattinson, he seems to be a much darker Bruce Wayne, but in the trailer, I think I've seen flashes of the Riddler, I've seen Catwoman, I think I saw the Penguin, and possibly the Joker. That is crazy to get all those villains in one movie. It seems like the director is just going to cram all the Batman villains into one movie. Just don't bring back the rubber fetish that Joel Schumacher had. And please don't bring back Mr. Freeze with the ice puns. That's all I ask. That's all the time I have on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to my show. Liking and subscribing to my Facebook channel. My audience is getting bigger because I have introduced a lot of people into the high school football realm. A lot of players and people in the media are on board, and I cannot wait. And I also will have a surprise guest in a couple of weeks. This was a regular on my show, and we had a long conversation last night. And it looks like I'm trying to get this person back on board. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And I will see you tomorrow for my 200th episode. It is going to be off the chain. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.